0: Welcome to IndieCast episode 178. My name is Mike Toundrow. Tonight I am joined by Becca-licious (laughs) definitions. Make the boys go loco, Becca. No. (laughs) Yes. And Kyle Stevenson.
1: Hi. How we be? You know, we be. (laughs) We be. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a
2: busy week. Kyle didn't get an intro song. I
1: didn't. No, I was a little, little bummed. I'll think of one for next week. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, guess what, y'all? It's your boy's first podcast back in like three weeks, so the <laughs> the bang candle's being lit. I have a lot of energy, purely fueled on burnout <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and
1: and
0: and uh, pain relievers and
1: injuries. Because like we had Monday off. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: well, I didn't, but you know.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's been a. Uh, it's been a, it's been a wild one, especially like mid showcase cycle. Like we're, we're in the thick of it. And obviously we had some big news that we dropped that we'll get into in a little bit. Just yeah, big, uh, just
1: big video game news at general this
0: week. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was the longest day of my life. Yeah. I think it was like bad for sure. It was bad. I mean, it was great, but goddamn, I was exhausted. Uh, let's get into things i I, we're gonna keep it a tight show tonight oh my god it's blinding me (laughs) and that bang candle is going up oh that bang i like to think the bang candle is like the black flame candle in uh hocus pocus that's how i envision that
1: candle (laughs) okay it brings
0: me it brings me life you know i am uh one i'm the sanderson brother of the bang bros (laughs) <laughs> Whatever you are listening to the Six One Indiecast, a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com/slash Six One Indie. Supporters on Patreon.com/slash Six One Indie can tune in live as we record, and gain access to "Clocked Out," the IndieCast post show. Today, I want to talk about Elden Ring, very much. Mm-hmm. But if money is tight, no worries. You still could show your support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead, leave this podcast a review. Follow 61Indie on socials, subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube, follow on Twitch, and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the Two fans supporting on Patreon. Brett Griffin, Kobe Cortis, Jacob McCourt, JC, Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play It Jason, The Compound, Silcanit, Stingray X, Ellie, and Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. Housekeeping. As we alluded, yes, Kyle, you would like to shake your head at me?
1: No, it was like whiplash because you. Oh,
0: okay. I always pay attention to you. Uh, yeah, in case you missed it, we had some big news that we shared. Uh, we've been teasing it for I feel like a couple months now because we've just been waiting for all the puzzle pieces to line up. But Six uh, One Indie and Vicarious PR have officially partnered up. We shook hands. The families have joined. It feels like the Godfather. It's great. Except without murder. I I retract what I just said. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you want to learn more about that partnership, um, me and Kyle put up a video on patreon.com slash six one. indie. it's available for everyone to watch. No tears required. Uh, Just kind of talking about what the partnership means and, and some of the nitty gritty of it. But uh, just to reiterate here, Obviously, in the first thirty seconds of this podcast, we're still very much us. Yeah, not much is changing. uh the 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 big assist from Vicarious means, um we're elevating the 61 indie showcases quite a bit moving forward. And we are able to bring our dream project to life, which is the indie game awards presented by 61 indie. Yes. It's happening after years of teasing and years of planning and, and all this good stuff. We are doing it in 2024. Rest assured, given all the conversations we had over the years, uh, we, we're we going to do the goddamn thing and we're going to do it right. So more information to come. A lot of exciting stuff already lined up. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. We'll have some more to share throughout the year. But first, we got the Six Foot Indie Showcase dropping on March 20th. 2024 uh that will be up on youtube.com slash 61indie and 61indie.com if you're interested head on over to patreon.com slash 61indie you can check out the showcase producer tiers all those tiers directly benefit all of the work and expenses that go into the showcase because guess what pretty expensive um (laughs) So yeah, any support you have, or if you have the means, feel free to support. Uh, you get your name in the credits and just get some behind the scenes look in looks into the showcase. And Kyle, I think we do uh, the first half of the post show. We
1: record that live for for the producers. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, thank you. How, how does it feel, How does it feel, Mike, to know <clears throat> that we are officially less than a month away from the showcase?
0: Uh, horrifying because I have not <laughs> opened
1: Adobe Premiere yet,
0: <laughs> and we don't have all the trailers yet, which yeah. is fine. That's always the case. Everything is fine. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. There's a lot going on. We have Becca. We have fourteen interviews lined up so far. Yeah, <laughs> the most we've had for a showcase cycle. It's gonna be a busy. Uh, we talk about this week being busy. Next well, week's gonna be the next three weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. And yes, beginning of the showcase, obviously it's happening the day before PAX East. And uh, yeah, we will be at PAX East. Myself, Harry, Kyle. I think that's it for the 6-1 crew. Friend of the show, Luke Lewis will be there. Yep. 6-1 extended family member, 6-1 cousin. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll all be at PAX East. Say Yes, Becca. (laughs) We'll all be at PAX East. So if you see us, say hi. If you see something, say something. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Going back to what Mike said before, we're still our dumb selves. Cheers, y'all. <sighs> it's finally time. that into a shirt.
0: If you see something, say something. If you see <laughs> us, say something. <laughs> I would say, I think the city of New York has that uh, mean, trademark. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: absolutely. Absolutely
0: uh real quick tech thing kyle you're staticky uh (laughs) but as kyle deals with that i want to start talking about balatro full disclosure up front i recognize that i have been saying balatro we've all been saying balatro for the past few months no it's worse it's worse (laughs) (laughs) confirmed it's balatro okay becca hello what do you know about this game?
2: Nothing. I know that there's <laughs> cards, <laughs> and I know that I downloaded the demo the day they took it down, so I didn't get a chance to play it.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna gift it to you today, <laughs> so you can get into this. But what if
2: I don't like it?
0: Hey, ah, you'll like it. So we've talked about it right during... now. Oh yeah, you're good. You're crispy. Good. Oh yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, you're a cookie crisp baby. Um. Oh. <laughs> so battle show we talked about it during next fest quite a bit we kind of went over the mechanics and all that stuff but um the tr TL, tldr on it is it's a poker roguelike you are doing your best to manipulate your deck and manipulate your hands to score the biggest score humanly possible to defeat the blinds which are essentially this for games version of enemies or bosses um I can't believe how incredible this game is. Like I, I knew like the, all the signs were on the walls, whatever that saying is paint drawing. I don't know. The jokers are on the walls <laughs> uh, just through all the demos and just like the, the pre hype, like going into next Fest and whatnot. Um, and knocked it out of the park. It is outstanding. Um, we were talking about it on Indie council last night. Kyle, do you think it's a fair assessment to throw out there that Balatro
1: is 2024's vampire survivors. Oh, that is a very apt comparison. Yeah, right? Yeah, it it's it's that one more run itch and it's so addicting. Like I just looked it up just to make sure it was the right number. I received a code <coughs> on Monday uh, through the church room for it. Uh today is Thursday as of recording. I have 19 hours in this game. I can't stop playing it. It's the satisfaction of the the numbers keep going up. Oh yeah. The discovering new cards to make your runs even better. The, the different types of challenges per blind and, and, and just finding what works and the realization, like you don't have to go for the highest uh, or the biggest type of poker hand possible. Like a, a pair will do fine if it's leveled up enough and you have the right jokers, you can score easy 12,000 points with just a single pair or a high card. And just knowing <laughs> the good old uh, Kenny Rogers song, knowing when to hold them, when to fold them is true here and knowing like when to go all out for a flush and when to go for like a simple card when you need it. Cause of the uh, limitations on certain blinds or whatever. Like there's some very yeah. interesting and fun ones.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's a really fascinating take on the idea of, quote, game-breaking build. Like, the Balatro very much encourages that. And they want you to manipulate the deck and manipulate the jokers and manipulate the hands in order for you to potentially drop a hand that's worth hundreds of thousands of points. And you could just knock out a blind in one simple hand, Mm -hmm. depending on how your run is going what your joker situation is looking like, what your deck situation is looking like. Like you put it perfectly, like currently I have a because I also can't stop playing. I think between the demo and the the 1.0 well yeah one point it's not early access it's 1.0. No it's yeah. 1.0 between the demo and 1.0 I I think I'm also like around 20 hours in as well. Um so like I also just can't grip myself away from it like i can't pry myself away from it i currently have a game running downstairs uh (laughs) on sleep mode on my steam deck yeah i i currently have um like the walkie-talkie right now so like the walkie-talkie it it gives you a times four multiplayer on tens and fours. so i'm already in my mind i'm thinking okay i'm gonna discard whatever is not a 10 and a four or i should say destroy whatever is not a 10 and a four when i have that opportunity Mm -hmm. um it's also holographic so it's giving me times 10 on that amount I am I already have a couple tarot cards that started converting things to diamonds, so I'm doing a flush run as well. Um and I have the smiley face, which gives you times four every time you play a face card. So I'm hoping this run I get the card that's like every card played is a is considered a face card. Um mm-hmm. I have not beaten a run yet but the closest I've gotten was you were kind of alluding to it. Like a pair could score you like 12 K the best I've gotten was like, my pairs were dropping like 20 K a pop, especially if I was dropping aces Um, and doing the, the face card uh, manipulation as well. So I like, I got super close. I was like, what I was like legit a thousand points away from that anti eight boss and yeah. just like totally got wiped out like just it in such a small freaking margin i was just, able the to great part yeah. uh like even like kept getting that like taste of being so close it's never like ah screw this i'm I'm done it's always okay run it back let's try
1: it yep. let's go mm-hmm. i was able to finally beat a full run last night uh just because like you said i eliminated all the clubs and all the hearts from my deck and just had a ton of just spades and and uh diamonds. And so I was just getting flush after flush and had the jokers to um supplement that and make sure I got the highest multiplier in addition to more chips uh to add to the to the multiplier as well. Um but before that I had a run where I lost the final blind by like eighteen chips and it wasn't like man, this is too hard. It was okay, how can I do better? Yeah. And then instantly hop back in and um if the discovery part is too much for you too, which is something I, I didn't uh, find out till last night, randomly kind of going through the menu because I didn't really look into it too much. Um, if you just want to experience the game and experiencing everything that it has to offer, you can go to your profile and just unlock all the cards. It will disable trophies and achievements if that's kind of your thing. I mean, don't do that, obviously, but... If you just want to play the game with everything in there, so you can experience it and and kind of plan out strategies, whatever you can too, which I really really love too. Like it, yeah. the grind of finding all the jokers because there's tons of them. I think there's 120, 130, something, something like that, something like that. Um, in addition to like 20 planetary cards and 30 something taros and different vouchers and um, what are they called? The little when you skip tags, things, tags. Like there's so much to it. There's so many mechanics, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, no, I I,
0: I do want to commend the tutorial as well. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic tutorial that like takes you everything, like takes you through everything step by step. You can do it at your own pace. Like it helps if you have a basic knowledge of poker and poker hands. Like I was watching a friend of the show, Janet Garcia. I was watching her stream earlier where she finally uh, delved in for the first time, and um, she doesn't have like. Too great of poker knowledge. like she had to keep going back to look up like what the hands are and like how you can actually manipulate the hands. But that being said, like it's fantastic that Balatro like gives you like right in the in the play area, you could quickly hit a button and see what all the hands are, how you yep. get a hand, a description of what the hand is and like the actual like value of each hand, like mm-hmm. what is gonna give you the most the most points. Um, so I really do commend it for like really. Just the pacing of it, yeah, even in the discovery, I think the discovery does serve as like a great pacing mechanic, absolutely. like a, yeah. like yeah, like once like once you get the hang of it, and you just want to see like what is out there, yeah, unlock everything, whatever, but at least through the discovery, um which scratches that like collectathon itch oh I will absolutely, say. yeah, yeah, um, through the discovery, you can like really take your time with like understanding what each joker does and like getting a feel for what each joker does and like yeah take it kind of piecemeal which uh even really appreciate
1: even the like the backing of the card decks all have different perks as well yeah and you have multiple selections but you'll get new ones if you unlock new jokers and get high scores depending on when certain in-game things you do when you finish runs per deck yeah so like there's so much here to play like it's so much more than just a poker game it, it it is just like that arcade high score kind of just one more run type of games that i absolutely fall in love with every time and i'm shocked that i didn't hear about this game before you brought it up about next fest i brought it up before did you because i i then when maybe i pre next fest like Whenever, whatever
0: okay. it was like listen. earlier, listen, listen, listen to me, listen, no, you Don't listen
2: get me. boys, you're both pretty. Listen,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know this <laughs> late 2023. The demo dropped. I was like, yo, look at this poker joint. And everybody was like, ah,
2: this is a
0: boring deck builder. Ah,
2: ah. <laughs> you hipster. You knew you liked it before it was cool.
0: I did. And and, and these, these cowards brushed me off.
1: <laughs> I guess who got, like, who get guess no- who got
0: the 92 and fancy critic.
1: Okay. I mean, fair.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's just pretty outstanding. Like, jokes aside, it, it's pretty outstanding how much of a breakout hit it's become in mm-hmm. the span of its first week. I mean, like, I, I think it, right now it's, like, on the Steam charts ranked two spots below Shadow, Shadow of the Earth Tree.
2: That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it's freaking nuts. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like... The people who were really into it in 2020 yeah 2023 when that first demo dropped like they were really into it like i know pc gamer was all on it like but it never was like this widespread thing it it just seems like they really made a a big push during next fest um and it paid off like and and it was an expansive demo Uh, like it gave you enough teases it gave you enough leeway it definitely manipulated um pre-release versus or demo build versus 1.0 release because it it feels like it allowed you to discover more just through buying stuff or unlock mm-hmm. jokers just through buying stuff and, and mm-hmm. gave you access to like some of the later jokers as well just so you get really get that taste for it i, I it's a major payoff of, of having like dirt of yeah having the bandwidth and having the time to create and craft a dedicated demo that really shows you all aspects of the game from early on to end game potential.
1: Yeah. At the, at this point in my uh, time playing now that I've defeated a run and the first like main challenge is to do five runs and then unlock something. I'm so curious because there's a trophy for a play one single hand to score a million chips. That seems so daunting to me. I don't know how to do it, but I'm excited to figure it out. I've seen uh, the PR
0: representative uh behind show and yeah. uh, at Playism uh friend of the show again, Woot. Um or Wout. It's either Woot or Wout. I never actually said his name out loud. <laughs>
1: yeah, fair.
0: <laughs> Apologies. Um he posted a
1: screenshot. It's possible. <laughs> I know it's possible because if you look at the blinds, like there are as Silkan in chat who's watching live, if you support on Patreon, you can get that too. Um, some of the the anti and the blinds are like scientific notations because it's wild. they get so <laughs> high. It's insane. <laughs>
0: it's it's daunting, but like, yeah, if you you play your uh, no pun intended, if you play your cards right, um, and like, are you're just really, uh, yeah, you know, early on, really sneaky with like some of that manipulation stuff, and you really know what you want to go for depending on what jokers you're pulling in the store. Yeah, it's it's just nuts. I like we're cut from the same cloth. Like we're not like you're more into strict roguelikes than I am mm-hmm. like with rogue legacy and whatnot. I'm not like, depending on what kind of game it is, I'm not really a rogue like person. Yeah. I know I'm never a fan of that. I like that hard reset. Um, and we're not deck builder people. We're poker people, no. but we're not yeah. deck builder people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this just feels like such a perfect storm that I don't think anybody could have really predicted. And it's just it's really fascinating to see it just like totally take over. It's its funny, like the conversation this week is just it's all you can kind of clearly see <laughs> the divide between kind of like AAA and indie at the moment where it's like everyone is either on Helldivers 2 or everyone yeah. is on uh, Balatro. <laughs> it's like so fascinating to see. Mm. Yeah, what especially other... especially during such a busy week as well, just with yeah. all the news and stuff dropping. It's cool to see like things like Baltro and even what we're going to talk about in a second, uh, Pacific Drive, it's awesome to see
1: them kind of break through the noise. Yeah. What uh, what other card game do you think would work in a roguelike setting? I think Solitaire yeah. has it. Yeah, goldfish. maybe. Go- goldfish would be dope. Ooh, Goldfish. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah,
0: like, I'm curious um, even what... Uh, I always forget the developer's name. Local Funk,
1: I think it is. Local Thunk, yeah.
0: Um, Like, I'm curious if this is going to be a one-and-done from Local Thunk as far as, like, poker stuff. I'm, sure, I mean, I'm yeah. sure, given the success, like, they have to be thrown around the idea already of a or 2, just, like, early concept or whatever.
1: Yeah, i would be wild to even think what that could be. Yeah, whether it is
0: another card game like a Blackjack or a Solitaire or... Mm-hmm. Is it just it's hold them again, just with different jokers and whatnot, or it's you know simply they just do an expansion like yeah again add more jokers or whatever using the vampire survivors route more challenges more decks more jokers yeah what um what deck did you use to
1: win what was your first deck you won with um I think it was the green back where you get uh dollar for every hand left over and a dollar for every discard left over Ooh, it's a good one. win just because money is is kind of scarce it's and it's also super important to like make it far yeah and i was running into not as, being as able to life. buy the things <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was running into the issues not being able to buy the jokers or the the packs of cards that i really wanted and uh worked out yeah good i've been trying to just go in order but like i should just switch
0: off and try something else
1: <laughs> yeah yeah if it doesn't work might as well
0: yeah especially right now my current run i have the um i do have i'm currently using the the plus one discard but um i have the card that if you wipe all your discards you get times 15
1: oh okay oh,
0: love that one It's good but yeah i'm sure uh we're gonna be talking about battle Trophy for quite some time um I do have a question from Cole, AKA the good sir. He asked, has the indie game of the year already been decided in February? Is Balcho the best game of the year, best game of the generation? The scores are wild. I know it's all hyperbole, but damn. Do you, you know, looking at the future, Kyle, as you choke, uh, (laughs) 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 I was muted for that, right? Yeah, you were. All right, thank um, God. <laughs> Looking at the release calendar, do you see realistically? Do you see anything that can potentially take out Battle show both for ourselves and just like in general? Like we look at Dice and the Game Awards, and and even yep. our own awards when yep. uh we come to like the Indie of the Year category. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, can there you is, see anything? There is one
0: that comes to mind. Sure, there's two that come to mind. Uh,
1: uh harold halibut oh okay there's three that come to mind <laughs> that i th- i think could have it just because of how artistic and daunting it is and yeah depending on how that narrative works and what the gameplay is like i could see i could see people just falling in love with that game um just from aesthetics um uh Silcanet and chat also says another one i think plucky squire is Definitely, I'm the, up there for me for most anticipated for sure. And like you know, if Silk Song is real, but who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, the the two obvious ones would be Silk Song and um, Everblade. Ooh, if Everblade hits this year. if it if it hits this year, yeah. And depending on the scope of it, if Hades two is yep, depending on what early access looks like for Hades two. Um, yeah
1: man it's interesting it's so a big year interesting yeah
0: um, and also like not to not saying like it's hard to tell at this stage like what this game looks like but like we just got our our new look of a brand like long time coming a new look at a uh, little devil inside which was a very Flow, unexpected yeah. thing mm-hmm. um at first i would have said like yeah you know like that last state of play left a kind of bad taste in my mouth i was like eh Maybe not like a day one kind of thing. Maybe not something we need to pay attention to like straight away. Um, The new footage they showed off, it looks incredible. I I think it is going to be something special. Um, I think it's going to speak really loudly to um, the Monster Hunter crowd. Sure. And I know Monster Hunter is something that hits usually really hard on the AAA side of things. So just using that comparison in general. Um, But yeah, it's wild that it's only February and we're kind of already talking about that because mm-hmm. yeah it's an easy front runner
1: yeah for sure
0: Becky, do you have any uh standouts for the calendar year that you think uh we're gonna be talking in the same conversation
2: <laughs> um definitely silk song um yeah it was really hades too. was really the only thing that popped out in my mind that you know people are already freaking out about but no i think you guys pretty much got it covered
1: yeah, if Hades two is even half as close as the the first one,
2: yeah,
1: it, and it's yeah, got, it's it's got the hype
2: from the first one
0: now to back yeah, it up yeah, as exactly. Well, so, yeah, it's really good. Depend on what early access looks like, and if early access extends past twenty twenty four, which I'd I'd imagine it's going to. Like I I mm-hmm. envision that full launch mm-hmm. hitting mid to late
1: twenty
0: twenty five. Yeah, yeah,
1: we'll see. I'm also uh, I'm also waiting for this year's Dredge.
2: And it could be Bellatro.
1: It could, but like Mike said, he knew about it beforehand. Like I don't know. I mean Wait, you mean like just like a a something that comes out of nowhere? Yeah, that kind of takes everyone by storm like in a weekend. Like sure. I think this
0: counts. Like sure, I knew about it. Totally fair. But like I'm also a a psycho when it comes to this shit. Fair. (laughs) Um yeah, I'm curious. Also, I mean normal fishing though. Uh that's gonna be the series. Oh vouch. my oh god, boy.
2: right? Oh boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm so bummed we weren't on that next fest episode together, but when mm-hmm. that shit launches, oh. <laughs> um and if Cole follows up with uh Goobies versus Baltro. Who you got? <laughs> Baltro. I, I haven't I played haven't Goobies, played so I don't goobies. know. You know, Goobies, you know, it massages my brain, but man, I got I got that itch, I got that poker itch got that joker itch so goobie's Gooby's always at the heart though you know what i'm saying? you know what
1: For, forget covering games at pax let's just stay in the hotel and play poker the entire time we're in boston <laughs> god
0: we should we should just bring cards to boston yeah i would love to just get like a poker night going that'd be great
2: as if you guys ever have enough free time to do that
1: i have all the free time in the world what are you talking about <laughs> We are proud drinkers of Celsius. We have the energy for days with that in our (laughs) veins. Celsius. Lift it. Uh, (laughs) Next time's not
0: free, Celsius. Becca, you've been playing Um, the other... (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) come on. (laughs) You've been playing the other big indie drop of the week, Pacific Drive. Can you remind us what Pacific Drive is?
2: Yes. So um, Pacific Drive is an open-world adventure game, post-apocalyptic kind of scenario. It's based in the Pacific Northwest, hence the title, and um, you are basically spending the majority of your time in a vehicle because the outside world is very unstable. There are tons of anomalies that want to kill you and destroy your car and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's basically um, overgrown post-apocalyptic think last of us you know that kind of thing first person um and you spend a lot of time either at the garage fixing up your car out in the world getting materials or um driving around trying to get to different locations
0: i forgot i was muted uh (coughs) so what is kind of the moment-to-moment gameplay i know it's like a lot of like you are in your car driving is it is it linear narrative driven kind of like you you're following a path is it like a survival roguey kind of thing
2: um so i'd say it's a little bit of both um because different things can happen to you it's all very randomized um so basically you start out and you kind of discover the garage and you are trying to upgrade your car so that when you go out into the world you aren't getting you know horrifically crushed. Um, so you are upgrading. And when I say upgrading, I mean, every little bit of your car, you can upgrade every single door. You can upgrade your headlights, your engine, your, um, you know, your trunk and, and everything. So you can keep everything, um, you know, super strong. You have to make sure that you're filled up on gas. You have to make sure your battery is charged. And you, you can do all of those things at the garage, um, or if you don't have enough materials, then it's time to go out. Um, you choose a location. There's a, a big map, and there's, at the beginning, five or six locations for you to choose from. You pick a location, and then you'll go out, and your map will show you where different areas of interest are. You can go and just loot everything. And then um, go back to the garage, which is a little bit more complicated than you might think. Um, Go back to the garage, upgrade your car, go back out, get more stuff. Um, But the whole time, you do have characters talking to you. There's three main characters that I've met so far. Um, the uh woman whose garage you're borrowing is like kind of this like old ornery woman who's like really angry about everything. Um, and then there's these two guys who she thinks are basically like conspiracy theorists and stuff, but they um kind of let you know that, and I don't think that this is really any kind of spoiler because it's something you discover within like the first hour, um, that your car is this kind of otherworldly what is called a remnant. Um, and so it's basically, they basically tell you, like, you personally, the driver, are connected to this car in this kind of mental way. And it's not just a car. It's it's some kind of, not necessarily creature, but it's some kind of, like, living being that protects you and you protect it. And that's kind of the main story that's happening here. Um, and It's a
1: Transformer.
2: It's like a transform except it's <laughs> just a car that constantly is getting ruined. Um, but <laughs> um yeah, so that's basically like the main the main I don't know. The point is you're upgrading your car as much as you can. You're going out, you're getting more materials, you're going back to the car, going back to the garage, updating, upgrading your car. Where I'm at in the story, we're doing like more research to try and figure out how to separate yourself from the car because apparently it is not good to be mentally connected to a
1: remnant.
2: Mm. Um so that there's like these uh scientists along with the woman who's helping you in the garage kind of trying to figure out um, a way to kind of separate you from that, and it's hinted uh, that there's these mass hallucinations that are happening, and that's kind of what caused the apocalypse to happen. Is there was these like really like split, split three or four second. Moments of mass hallucination that caused these ridiculous things to start happening and caused, you know, people to start dying off. And that's why you're not really seeing anyone because everyone is kind of centralized in these certain safe areas. And it's not really safe to be out because the world is so unstable. And it's going to be different every time you go there. So you might go to one location, and then go back to the garage and then go right back to that location. And it's completely different because the world Mm. is so unstable, things change so much. Um, And so it's, you know, it's very unique and has that story going on constantly. Even if you've spent the three hours just upgrading your car, like there's still story that's happening uh, in the background.
0: Oh, that's cool. So it doesn't ever really like feel like you're, for lack of a better term, kind of like wasting time, at least like things are always constantly kind of progressing and it feels like rewarding a little bit narratively, Uh, at least mm -hmm. that's cool.
2: As long as you're able to find what you need material-wise, which I haven't had a hard time with so
0: far. That's good. I think that that was my biggest concern because I haven't touched it yet. I know Kyle played it in a preview sense um, back at PAX last year. Um, But I think that was my biggest concern on the outside of like, I'm not really a fan of those kind of games. Like like, survival crafting, like finding materials, resources, the whole nine yards. And um, yeah, I was nervous that like, Things would be very hard to find and very scarce, especially given the setup and and the the setting. Um, so it's really nice to hear that it seems a mm-hmm. little bit more friendly on that side.
2: Mm-hmm. I How's will say, car- it, if you want to like upgrade your car, it's a little bit harder to find materials. Sure. But if you want to maintain the status quo of like everything <laughs> will break when, while I'm out there, but at least I can fix it when I get back sure. to the garage. Like that's mm-hmm. that stuff is all very easy to find
1: the one thing i remember from when i played at pax um remember the car not handling super well Mm -hmm. it was kind of difficult moving around the map is that any different or is it like purposefully early on a little unwieldy
2: i think it's purposeful um because there is a machine i only just recently discovered where you I don't really know what it's supposed to do. That's the thing that I will say, and this is probably going to make me lose my train of thought, but the thing about it is that you're discovering everything pretty much on your own. And at the same time, There is an encyclopedia of things to read about every single thing that you touch in this game. If you scan an anomaly, there's going to be an article about it that you can read that kind of describes what it is. If you scan, like if you want to scan rubber, you find rubber out in the world, it'll tell you what you can use it for. So you can discover things on your own. um, And it won't always explain it to you. Like A lot of things will be explained to you if you read those articles. I'm, not that kind of person. Um, so I have not spent like three to four hours reading every single thing that there is in the menus to read. I could, and then I probably would be less angry and less confused a lot. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm not going to spend all that time in there. So what I mean to say is there's a machine in the garage and it asks you to like analyze what's going on with your car. And I haven't been able to get it right yet. So, Uh, I noticed that my car was drifting to the left and it was really making me angry. And I'm like, my wheels are fine. Like my doors are fine. I don't know what is making my car drift to the left. So you can go in this machine and it says like wheels or doors or, you know, engine or whatever you pick from the list. And I put wheels drifting to the left and you like enter it and the machine will say like, you've asked the wrong question or something. So like, I don't know what's going on there, but that's what makes me feel like the certain things that are wrong with your car wrong um, are purposeful at the beginning and you're probably able to upgrade it later and change things around but I don't know yet I haven't played enough yet to kind of actually figure that out um but yeah the short answer to your question is I think it's on purpose um if it's raining your car is gonna drift um if there's this asshole like alien thing that like hits you down a hill you can't get back up the hill like it's not skyrim horses you cannot get back that, up that hill
1: that was the other thing i remember from Paxis where they <sighs> were these alien anomalies whatever they are just kind of pop up out of nowhere and it becomes a very much a high pressure situation
2: Every you got you got to
1: figure out how to get out of there and it's tough
2: Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And you learn by hurting yourself, I guess is the way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, because there was like a, like an electric storm and I thought like, Oh, maybe if I drive through that, it'll like boost my car's battery and I'll like go faster or something. No, not at all. It hurts a lot. Um, and, and that's another thing is that you also have to watch your own personal health along with the health of the car. And it honestly, you know, overall, I keep going back to it and I want to keep going back to it. And I want to keep that discovery happening. There is this really intriguing sense of self-discovery in the game. And, you know, you can, if you're that type of person, go through and read every single thing in the handbook to get, you know, to, to figure things out a little bit better. I prefer, you know, just banging my head against the wall and I don't know why, because it makes me really angry, but um there is this really, really unique kind of way of you to say like, I wonder if this is going to be bad. That hurt a lot. I'm dead. So don't touch it again. You know, you're learning like you're a little kid in a brand new world, what you need to touch and what needs to be left alone. And there are many, many, many things that want to hurt you in this world and it's a
1: problem. Are there any other hints at other thresholds out there that you've run into? Mm Hmm. Are you still the only car? Like, are you the only car out there?
2: Yeah, you're still the only car out there. Okay. There's no there's no humans or anything. But, but kind of the genius of it and, the, you know, evident that so much thought went into this world is there are still remnants of the people that were there, you know. Oh. And it is very much a situation where there are certain companies that did certain things when the apocalypse started to happen. So there's a company, I think it was, it's... Arda I think it is A R D A. Um so you'll see like graffiti that says like Arda sucks and and things like that. So there is tons and tons of world building and there's a lot of things that you can infer from what you're seeing in the world um with what happened and things like that and so um and and from the characters they tell you certain things and things like that and and so you're kind of discovering um as you go kind of what was going on in this world which is really unique and it's not it's not all um which is something I don't like in games you can only discover it through like radio files or documents that you pick up like you're discovering it just by walking around and seeing kind of the things that are set up and the characters letting you know and things like that so there's a lot of stuff that's really, really unique. And there's a lot of stuff that really, really, you know, makes you want to smash
0: things. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Well, um, how 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 many hours do you think you're into it so far? I have
2: played seven hours. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but I think I'm making very, very slow progress because sure. <laughs> the the first major story quest I could not figure out. There's a quest where you have to purposely drive into an anomaly because the characters are trying to test whether or not your vehicle is a remnant. Mm. Um, so they're trying to figure out like if you if you do really have this like magic car. Um, and the character says like, "Can you get higher ground? Get to higher ground so you can get closer to the anomaly." I could not figure out where to go, and the issue is that if you die, you start back at the garage, and then you have to go back into the world. And then you have to drive because the location of that anomaly is six hours away, and you can only drive up to three hours at a time. So you have to start over at the beginning of the first area, drive all the way through the first area to get to that second area. So I died three times trying to figure out this quest, and I think it took me like a full two hours. Wow. So it's not to say that like, like I'm not enjoying the rest of it or anything like that. I am really enjoying it. It is really, really unique, but it can be incredibly frustrating. Um And, and it really just throws you in there. And I I am the type of person that likes to complain if you get your hand held too much and the game just over explains everything to you and it makes it super easy. But at the same same side of uh, a different side of things, opposite side of things, I don't like feeling like the game is making me feel stupid because sure, I can't figure yeah. something else. <laughs> I can't figure something else out. Um, and I was so I I just cheated and I like drove up a, like a really tall hill and then just like careen down a mountain to get to the bridge that they needed me to get to because I have no idea what the actual path is that you're meant to take Mm. but that's the brilliant thing about an open world game is that you can just fuck shit up and eventually you'll figure it out but it took me a long time so it's
0: nice it gives you that freedom yeah yeah like at least it wasn't like no you have to be at this spot because I'm sure then you would have been banging your head against the wall
2: yeah Yeah. but I will say um in terms of self-discovery very great in terms of you know the open world elements super super nice um uh the the frustrating parts are definitely related to your vehicle and how easily it breaks um i think that's probably the most frustrating part um and the fact that like every time i feel like every time i discover something new I've got like 30 different buttons that I don't know what how, what, what they're mm. supposed to do. Like you jump in the car once you've like once you've gotten a new car and you've upgraded and everything and you've got like a screen on one side that's like your map and you've got like a gauge that's like your battery. you've got a gauge that's your you know get ga- how much gas you have you've got a gauge that's your different abilities. And you, you have your, like your, your parking brake and you have your ignition and there's like the radio and there's like 20,000 different things to look at that it's like, I find it hard to concentrate on just driving because there's so many different things to look at. And you also have a screen that shows you, um, all of the different elements of your car that you can fix. So it shows you like the state of all four of your wheels and the state of all four of your, um, doors um, your bumpers, your headlights, the windshield, your windows. So there's like a thing that shows you all overall. And when all of those are red and blinking at you, it's so stressful. <laughs> because, it. you know, in reality, it's fine. I'll get back to the garage and I'll fix them. But it's like, how long until that becomes me stranded here? Mm-hmm. Because everything is blinking red and screaming at me. But. Yeah, no, like you can tell just by the like the fact that I've only scratched the surface of this game and I already have so much to talk about. Like it's got tons and tons of gameplay. Like I'm I think I read um in the, the press release that it's like 30 hours for completionists. So like you're you're getting a ton of gameplay. And I can tell based off of the sheer amount of upgrades that you're able to to get for your car um that by the end you're probably going to be unstoppable but it is brutal at the beginning
0: sure yeah
2: so if you are the type of person like mike like you said that the person who doesn't like to have to start over that's not that's not going to be good because you have to like rebuild your doors and your bumpers and your headlights every single time you go back to the garage because it's nothing but like Acid rain out there, and and radiation, and it, there's a lot to do.
1: I'll
0: stick with my silly poker
1: game. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> also, Becca, my apologies. When I asked you about thresholds, I meant remnants.
2: Oh, remnants. That sound, okay. That's
1: how tired I am. I was <laughs> like eh, thresholds. That sounds right.
2: Yeah. No, Fine. there's no rem. No, there's no other remnants nope. so far. Okay. Just your car. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, the, it took me forever to figure out how to turn off the radio. <laughs> And I was uh, I, I was on comms with um, with my best friend and I was like, I'd like the music, but I'm really trying to concentrate because there's like 30,000 <laughs> different things happening. The characters are talking to me and I can't figure out how to turn the radio off. The controls are confu- like the control scheme was confusing. I'm like, uh, but there. But, but by the way, there's a really incredible soundtrack.
1: Ooh, awesome. nice. It's,
2: it's like a lot of indie music and things like that. I, I'm, I think oh, yeah. I read that if you're a streamer, you have to be careful. Because yeah, there's, I read that there's also. two different sets of music. There's like a set that's not streamer safe that you're probably going to get hit with copyright if you play it, and there's a streamer safe set, but the the music that I've heard um on the like not streamer safe music is really really good, very chill awesome. indie, very like I'm driving through the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it
0: sounds very It's act. good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hell
0: yeah. I'm sure there will be an iMAP pressing in the coming weeks.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check in on your journey through the Pacific Northwest. I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear more. Hopefully you don't get stuck on a hill. <laughs> also, during your beautiful review in progress, I gifted you uh bellator.
2: Oh, my God. Thank you.
0: Time for gambling, baby.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before we get into this week at Indy, we got a question from Silcanit. They ask. Maybe a question for you professionals in the gaming industry. The devs of Inotria announced their Souls-like release for the 21st of June somewhere last week. I believe it was Monday or possibly over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, Elden Ring DLC comes out with the same date. I know slash I hope that FromSoft didn't wait for them to set their own date, but how do you manage that? Do you move your smaller game out of the way? Is it a a common occurrence in the industry? I can't imagine how they must feel right now. I know you answered this in the discord already um
2: mm-hmm.
0: i'll give i'll give your somewhat recovering sick throat <laughs> a second to breathe mm-hmm. um taking this kind of piece by piece uh definitely not purposeful. I think it's just a weird coincidence a very strange coincidence mm-hmm. out of all the days and all the whatever yes that's that's just pure simple bad luck that an indie soul's like. Relative indie souls, like like an independent souls, like uh, will be launching the same day as, you know, arguably what is going to be the biggest release of the year and in the same genre. Um, do you move your smaller game out of the way? I bet you in the next week or so, we will get the news of probably of a delay. Yes, there is the opportunity to also move your release forward, but it is obviously way more tricky to move your release date forward because um, maybe the, maybe you need that extra month or so. Um, and you want to make sure, especially for something like Eldering and and a Souls-like, I'd imagine Inotria probably could be a pretty beefy game. Let's say, let's take Liza P as an example, because that seems like a comparable kind of comparison, maybe a 20 to 30 hour experience, depending on um, skill level and whatnot. So you'd want at least a month buffer so if you were to move forward may is a lot more uh intimidating and adds a lot more pressure than maybe biting the bullet and just waiting for late summer early fall somewhere in q4 of course who knows what their investor situation looks like, who mm-hmm. knows what their finance situation looks like, who deals with the first party deals with sting, marketing, plans, marketing, whatever. the whole nine yards. There's so much that goes into, you know, all three of us have been slash are currently are in PR. There is so much that happens behind the scenes into decisions like this. It's unfortunately not always as simple as like, Oh yeah, well, let's push the date. No problem. Like, pushing a date especially substantially because it's safe to say that shadows of the earth tree is going to have a pretty long tail mm. um you know it, that means they would probably have to have a pretty significant delay just to really get out of the way um but it'd yeah be that, different it, if
1: it was a different type of game it would be different if it was a different type of game it would be mm-hmm. different if it's still tough but it's, it's still tough it's another souls like coming out with like the souls game it's
0: And arguably, like, I I do feel in my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be a game of the year contender, like, just in general. Um, I think safe to say it's going to be. Like, nothing against, like, Final Fantasy Rebirth or anything like that, but, like, given how FromSoft's performed in the past and and what Miyazaki has been saying about this DLC, like, I think it's pretty safe to say that, um, yeah, this is, like, the one day that, everyone in the industry is gonna want to stay away from the one week everybody's gonna want to stay away from um heck even like i'm sure throughout june especially between like summer game fest and all the other showcases and the steam sales and just everything going on like june at this point feels like it's spoken for and and next fest also like june is just now a black hole in my opinion Uh, like (coughs) if you're bless you not bless you but you know what i mean coffee um (laughs) if you're not in next fest, if you don't have like a massive budget for like influencers and whatnot, um, I, yeah, I can't see a lot happening in June at the moment to, to help break through. Um, but yeah, Becca, you, you replied to Silkana in the discord. would love to hear your take on it.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it, uh, again, not purpose. I don't think from soft purpose purposely did that. Like, just like you said, um, It's just, it's not really a thing that happens, I don't think, for AAAs. I don't think they they have to go through the same thing that indies go through, where they have to look at the minefield that is releases coming up. indie AAAs, especially something from software, especially the fact that Elden Ring is, you know, one of the biggest games of all time. Um, You know, they don't have to worry about that. Uh, So they just probably had that date in mind and only just recently announced it, and it just kind of happened to fall in that. Uh, that same day. Um, pretty much exactly what you said, Mike. You know, it, it, even developers that might not have the room to move, um, it's. Mm, what am I trying to say? Uh,
0: I know it's hard to it, like. It's If worth you're not it. into it, it's hard, but yeah.
2: It's worth it to avoid something like that. Um, you know, the industry can be, you know, really brutal and influencers especially um have such they've in especially in the last couple of years they have such a huge influence on how well a game does um and how well a game is presented and and things like that so if you're looking at a release that's at the same time as a triple a you're just going to get completely overshadowed um and uh that's and that's the brutal truth about it um, is that even if somebody is looking forward, even if an influencer is looking forward to um, an indie game, they're going to play shadow of the earth tree first yeah. because that's because, you know, shadow of the earth tree, even though people are going to be playing it for months and months and months afterwards, people are still playing Elden Ring. There is that window of opportunity where people are watching gameplay at that moment upon release and that's going to be the best time and the best, um, the best place revenue wise for an influencer. So that's where they're going to get, you know, the best views. That's where they're going to get the most interest. So they're going to push back other games that they had, that they might've had on their list to make room for that, because that currently is the best point for them to play that game. So yeah, I think really the best way to navigate it and it's, it's, it can be annoying it can be frustrating it can be really horrible especially if you know they've had that date in mind for a really long time and everything it's best to just step aside when you can where you can um especially in the situation where you don't have the marketing budget to create such a big splash upon release you know um i don't know what kind of budget um what was the name of the game (laughs) anotria anotria has um so if they've got the budget for influencers, if they've got the budget for for good press, that's that's great. And if they're confident enough to not move, I think that's the last thing that I said in my messages. Is if they've got the confidence that they're going to get that coverage either way, then they can stay, and that's perfect. And and you know things will happen. But looking at the fact that it's the same genre, and looking at the fact that it's it's from software, it, their best interest is to move. I think.
0: Yeah yeah i um and this is nothing again kyle i want to get you in here as well but um it's nothing against inotria at all like Mm -mm. if it was any souls like or honestly any any game yes but any souls like in particular we would be having the same conversation um because like i i met the inotria team back at pax east last year um i got to play a little bit of the game it it's gonna be it's gonna be a hit. I like. I'm mm-hmm. getting Liza P vibes from it. Like in terms of like, from soft adjacent souls like games. Um, and I I do f- feel bad for this. This just pure stroke of bad luck and just weird pure coincidence. Cause um, you know the way they're marketing it currently is. It's a summer souls like. So I'm sure they picked that date being the first day of summer, yeah. which is a a brilliant marketing beat. I I think that's perfect. So. Like you said, like maybe like the game. So from what I played last year, the game is very promising. It has the legs to to do something special. And I I think it has the legs to be this year's Liza P. So like maybe they do have that confidence to just say, "Fuck it!" Like let's mm-hmm. let's shoot our shot. But I think no matter how big the budget is, like how many deals you make with particular influencers, everybody day one is going to want to play Elden Ring and. Yeah. I guess like the one way around it, you know, they now we're just talking PR strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, They, you know, make those deals and have like the embargo lift the week prior. So Mm -hmm. you get the coverage, you get all the gameplay out there. You get people streaming leading up to Mm -hmm. uh, Elden Ring. You know, you say, uh, you know, you could pitch it as like hungry for Elden Ring. Can't wait for Elden Ring let's warm up with an or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. So there's ways around it, depending on, like you said, how confident they are in the game and, and if it is going to break through enough, but I mean, no matter what, it's definitely going to hinder sales. It's yeah. definitely going to hinder impact. Um, so as again, as brilliant as like launching your summer souls, the first day of summer, I, in my opinion, I think you, like you said, you kind of have to move just to give the game a chance
1: because you only get one launch. So, Kyle, any thoughts? I mean, you, both of you just nailed it, but I, I do. I just feel so terrible for the Inotria team. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the type of game you are playing is because the creator of that entire genre is dropping the biggest DLC, the biggest like expansion to the game of the year winner on the day that you are releasing. It's just, arguably
0: I would say game of the generation. Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: it's like what terrible terrible luck. I feel so bad for them. But I'm pretty sure as soon as they saw that or the hints of that date they probably have had many discussions of like what's a better date if there is one. And yeah. if it's if it's worth moving back marketing plans or pushing them forward, which I think is harder to do it mm-hmm. is yeah um so because
2: then there's the rush there's rush
1: yeah exactly and it moves back everyone else's or, or moves ahead everyone else's like timeline so yeah like depending
0: on budget you know you push till august you you make a big splash of gamescom for your launch ramp yeah. and mm-hmm. see what happens launch it yeah. in september launch i, I guarantee could we make a bet really quick <laughs> go for it launching last day of summer ones whenever mm-hmm. the last day of summer is yeah Yeah September whatever it may be 21st around there Yeah that's that's what I'm thinking Just so you still have that like cute little angle
1: Yeah
2: But yeah just to reiterate for anyone that might be wondering Some people don't have the means to push back a date Yeah i think that's really important to say it's really
1: important to stress it's not as easy as like if you're not a triple a gigantic studio because they might not have the
2: budget to pay people for an extra week you know they might not have a budget to to do these things and so yeah it's very important uh because i know how frustrated people get when pushbacks happen i know how frustrated people get when um you know things like this happen um and you know if people are saying like why why didn't they just push it back you know it would have been easy to just like wait a week or two for After Shadow. sometimes it is not that easy
0: yeah um things get so. locked in very early like yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of stuff already locked in
2: so if and, they don't yeah. end up moving it could be a situation like that where they just don't have the means to continue development for even another week
1: yeah so. yeah and and it's, it's you not no you- we'll continue okay
0: (laughs) and it's not like uh you know we've been hearing like i think a good comparison is nintendo like oh there's a lot of talk of like nintendo just hangs on to games like apparently they are currently hanging on to the wind waker switch port the twilight princess Mm -hmm. switch port Mm -hmm. um and metroid prime two and three as well like apparently those are just like shelved at the moment like just waiting for release and that's sort of speculation that's kind of based on like what folks like jeff grubb has been saying for years now um Nintendo has that flexibility because they're Nintendo, yeah. and the Switch is one of the best-selling consoles out there. Um, people but will yeah, buy
2: it when it comes out, no matter. People it will buy it, it
0: no matter what, and they have supplementary releases to kind of like take on that brunt when there's you know maybe a little bit of a quiet period, like thousand year door is going to sell gangbusters i'm sure princess peach is going to do very well this this year and yeah. you know things like animal crossing and, and mario kart are just like constant money makers so like there is that flexibility with the privilege of being a first party um but yeah when you are um i want i want to do a quick search with Anotia. i forgot if they are self published um but regardless if you are even one of the smaller publishers um, yeah like it's it's tough there's not you don't really have that privilege of flexibility
1: i i did just throw a link to a tweet from them yesterday that they are aware yeah and it's a little bit jokey it's a meme of aj That's styles funny. and undertaker undertaker standing behind aj styles and with this caption elden ring dlc and then aj being in no of the last song so they're aware they're aware. i mean um, yeah it's good that they acknowledged it also the, the the wording of the tweet as well said they've they tweeted Fate has brought us together, Elden Ring. We are no longer matingless. mating-less. <laughs> so, they're leading into it, which is good. They're making li- they're making light of a situation that is definitely, yeah, a serious one when it comes to like sales wise. But,
2: and the first comment that I see on that tweet is someone saying, "Please delay a month. I really want to play on day one." So, like, it's people are already recognizing, like, I want to play this game, but if if Elden Ring is coming out that day, I'm playing Elden Ring. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's like, it's such a horrible and stressful situation to be in. So it's great that they're, you, you know, that they're able to kind of laugh about it and things like that, because uh, I'm sure that they are stressing about it.
1: What I was going to say is uh, you can count on us covering it here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we'll be playing. <laughs> oh trip. my God. I, I can't wait. And yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. going off what Becca just said and just a uh, fact check really quickly. It is self-published. Um, mm-hmm. Like even just going off what Becca just said, like, Yes, we are the indie crew. We play all the indie games we want, like, we give indie the priority. You bet your ass on the 21st, I'm playing Elder oh, Ring. Like, absolutely. Like, even yeah. like folks like us, like, where we are, like, literally, Kyle and I, and even Becca now, like, especially after like Elder Ring and stuff, like, we are the target audience for this game. Mm. Indie, Souls, like, that shows a lot of promise in doing something interesting in the genre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, day one, we're all. F- following uh michael's path yes. <laughs> like <Yes>. easily <laughs> like so yeah but all that to say like kudos to uh i, ca- I can never say like, this is one of the names i'd never say out loud but J- jama games i believe that's how you pronounce it um shout out to the team over there um you know like i said i got to meet them back at pax East last year maybe they'll, they'll be at pax this year as well um mm-hmm. super nice individuals um whatever they do decide i wish them all the best because the game really is uh shaping up to be something quite rad and um Definitely. I'm 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 very excited for it whenever it may be I'm very excited for it Kyle like <coughs> June 21st quite a ways away oh sorry still kind of had one more uh also he says also i want to shout out the last epoch uh because i'm a fan and they are sitting at 175k concurrent players at the time of writing this message after their release yesterday so yeah yeah. shout out
1: dude yeah going back to my last epic is that how you say it epic or epoch i could be saying balatro
0: balatro (laughs) whatever Well, Kyle, June 21st, quite quite a ways away. What's happening yeah. this week in
1: Indy? Oh, boy. This week in Indy on Fe- Wednesday, February 28th, we're getting Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Yeah! Guide, <laughs> two <brothers> uh, <laughs> guide Two Brothers on an epic journey of discovery, loss, adventure, and mystery remade for the la- latest generation of graphics, performance, and gameplay. Play in single-player mode or local co-op with a friend. This is one journey you will never forget. Did you know Absolutely. this is not being published
0: by EA? No, this is a five hundred five joint. I didn't realize mm. that. Mm. Yep, incredible
2: uh, game. If you haven't played it, this it's a great time to play it. You haven't, either yeah. of you have played it? I've
0: nope. like touched it briefly <laughs> on three sixty, but like, yeah, this is just a big gap for me
1: i've been spoiled at like a twist and and yeah. kind of how that um uh, uh same year. <laughs> uh, what's the word i'm looking for it messes to with put. your controls a little bit and the way you control the game and play mm-hmm. the game that's kind of what i know about it but i am excited to play it yeah i'm I'll, I'll,
2: curious how they're gonna handle the
1: controls yeah. if they remake yeah. like,
2: if it'll be the same
1: I'll put him on blast
0: on the show, especially now that he's part of the family. Yeah. Uh, Michael from Vicarious uh, straight up spoiled this game for me personally. The- recently, I have, I avoided the I, spoiler for, I
1: believe that was the same moment I found it. Yeah. Like,
0: just casually talking stop, about it. It's like, <laughs> God damn it.
2: <laughs> well, it's uh, incredible. Uh, and you know, a really good time for a remake, I think, because yeah. you know, a lot of people don't have three sixties and stuff anymore, which is what I yeah. played it on originally. Um, and yeah, really intriguing uh, gameplay and really just to have tissues That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah. Some yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm aware now. I yeah. think <laughs> other
2: than I think other than Heavy Rain, which was one of the first video games to ever make me cry, I think this one I physically like could not get out of bed for like a day mm-hmm. after playing this game. It is but also just like so incredible. But yeah, very, very
1: heartbreaking that would be a good topic for a future show the first game that made us cry yeah as far as we haven't done that yet no it's weird yeah Yeah. okay yeah let's do it also on wednesday the 28th uh 6-1 showcase alum spiritfall is getting its 1.0 pc launch (laughs) spiritfall is a fast paced action roguelite with combat inspired by platform fighters slash smash launch and wall splat a multitude of enemies using an ever-changing arsenal of divine powers. If I may? Yes, you may. Spiritfall
0: fucks. Spiritfall <laughs> rules, man. It's <laughs> real good. It's real good. <laughs> Please go check out this game. What
2: a way to say it.
1: Spiritfall fucks.
0: <laughs> 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 it's Smash Bros uh, rogue like. Yep. It's great.
1: Yeah. Real good i'm excited they're, they're they're getting their 1.0 launch
0: That's yeah cool. oh, I, I got an email from them in, in our inbox i means or reach out obviously
1: been busy yeah um mike correct me if i'm wrong is this next one an alum or is this an earlier entry an earlier in the iteration series? okay cook serve delicious uh is coming to xbox already available on pc and switch playstation tbd this year one of the few hardcore restaurant sims in existence, Cook Serve Delicious is a deceptively easy game to learn, but incredibly challenging to master as you progress through your career from owning a terrible zero star cafe into a five star world famous restaurant. Mm.
2: If I may, Cook mm-hmm. Serve Delicious fucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I looked when I was
0: putting this together, uh, Cook Serve Delicious. Came out 11 years ago.
2: Can you That's believe wild.
0: that? That's, That's nuts. Wild. I just
2: pulled it up because I wanted I was curious how many hours I have. I have 60 hours in the first Cook Serve Delicious. 60 hours. I was obsessed with it. I've got I got 25 in Cookserve Delicious 2, and I have like 10 in Cookserve Delicious 3 because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't like it as much as the first two. But the first one is it's so good. It's so good. And if you're good at keyboard, like keyboard is great. I've never tried it on console at all. Because it seems like you run everything through your, your keyboard in the PC version. Like you click tab to like grab an order. You click mm. like M for mustard, you know, T for tomato, that kind of thing. And so it just seems oh, to me like like it would be really difficult on console. So I've never tried it on console.
0: Yeah, but. I'm curious how that translates. Yeah huh
1: so okay
2: but
0: good
1: luck really a
2: really really good cooking sim really incredible
1: on thursday february 29th pop slinger coming to all consoles already available on pc join a magical girl with a soda powered arsenal on a dreamy quest to save her home in this part beat up part musical shooter, you'll experience the whimsical story of Rhea and Jin as they fight against sinister invaders from another dimension, and maybe even groove to that funky beat. It looks super fun and cute this as heck. This looks so cute! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Also on the same day, Avoid Hope comes to PC, Linux, and Mac. Avoid Hope takes you on an atmospheric narrative adventure to find a cure for a collapsed city. Follow the story of a tormented couple as they try to decipher reality from nightmares and evade the shadowy threats lurking in the dark. It looks remarkable. Does it fuck? It could. I have to but get my. I got
2: fuck? I have to get
1: my hands on it to decide if it fucks or not. Okay, all right. <laughs> this Cavern next one of, fucks. Okay, Cavern of Dreams coming to Switch already available on PC. Embark on a magical quest as Finn the Dragon to rescue your unhatched siblings from the mysterious cavern of, cavern of dreams in this N64 style 3D platformer. Oh, Gain new abilities, God. meet unique characters, solve puzzles, and beware of the mysterious villain. It's Spyro. Yeah, it's like Spyro meets Sweet. like Banjo Kazooie. It's
2: 2023 Spyro.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very good. Nice. Uh, Anglerfish comes to PS4 and 5 and Switch, already available on PC. The game only saves when you die. Every time you die, something changes. Every change is based on where and how you died. Go on an epic adventure, only equipped with your trusted shotgun, your wit, and your strong stomach for disturbing exploration. Can you survive at a bu- at? A- Can you survive a night at the bar, anglerfish? yeah another one. one oh wow. that is such a cool idea yeah
2: <laughs> the first the first trailer that i looked at and when i looked it up on steam just now it's immediately a Jurassic park reference yeah Ooh. it's a, like a guy <laughs> on a toilet getting eaten by like a big lizard
1: yeah i'm very intrigued i knew nothing of that great. game and Same. that hook of saving when you die and that's the only time that sounds yeah. really cool we yeah. should play it on stream oh yeah. hell yeah champion uh, championship also on friday or th- excuse me thursday the 29th uh, pc early access unleash mythic heroes and their mighty vehicles in this thrilling co-op action roguelike seamlessly shift into car form create builds with unique abilities and battle endless enemies to stop the evil dominion rev through high octane missions conquer epic bosses and become an absolute legend and on friday march 1st harry nightmare comes to pc this is a game in which a girl trapped in a nightmare cooperates with her other self. Hanochan to defeat the nightmare in this parry and buddy action game, players parry the attacks of countless enemies, accumulate gauges, and wipe them out. The Mobius machine, PC, PS5, Xbox series X discover a vast alien world, fight the ferocious local fauna and killer machines, re- reveal its secrets, and find a way to escape. The Mobius Machine is a side-scroller action-adventure with an emphasis on free-form exploration and intense combat. And finally, the last game for This Week in Indie, Cricket Through the Ages, also comes out on Friday the 1st on PC and Switch. Swing bats and throw balls through the intertwined histories of humankind and cricket in this one-button physics-driven
0: game. Uh, cricket Through the Ages. Do you know who the developer is? Is the is that not the what the golf team? No, it's free lives. Uh the Devolver team. Uh they did Stick It to the Stickman. They're doing uh Angerfoot, ah, okay, uh, Terranil, Gorn, Gentle mm-hmm. Jousting, Bro Force. Like this is the team Sweet. that like okay. has been cranking bangers out.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the 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 ultimate quop kind of
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks cute. I'm I'm excited for it.
2: It does look funny.
0: Yeah, looks really good. Big week of video games. It's i'm both big and small i'm surprised there's so many like i know promising things dropping the next week especially week. on the day rebirth comes out yeah like big day hey, kudos yeah i like when it comes to like cavern of dreams like yeah switch and like some of these pc only games sure i totally mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. still i see you yeah respect <laughs> Well, cool y'all thank you so much for hanging out with us on this week's episode of the six one you can follow us uh at six one indie on whatever social media platform you are on uh six one indie.com we're on the road to the six one indie showcase yeah i'm, I'm stealing wwe language <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh let's so point yeah. to the sign it's right there, it's right
0: there. <laughs> yeah um so yeah stay tuned for a lot of cool stuff um yeah. Just a, another brief reminder about those showcase producer tiers over on patreon.com slash six one indie. If you have the means, go check them out. A lot of cool stuff over there. Um, and yeah, get your name in the credits. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I want to, I think it's a great idea me and Kyle. will do the first half of the post show um, live just so we could talk about our behind the scenes adventures. Cause there are quite a lot of them and uh, a lot of drama <laughs> that I can't wait to talk about. I <laughs> can't wait
1: to talk about where we filmed and how sketchy it was. <laughs> that as well a great (laughs) teaser (laughs) all right y'all thank you so much for hanging out
0: love you good night good night